welcome to episode 247 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Saturday, June 20th, 2020. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the Spokesmen. Hi there, I'm Carlton Reed, and on today's show... I'm speaking with the inspirational Leo Rogers of Florida. He told me he's excellent at getting down really low when executing left-hand corners. That's because there's no crank on that side of Leo's many bikes. He lost his leg in a motorcycle crash 13 years ago and now uses his bicycles instead of a prosthetic leg. You might have seen Leo recently on the front cover of Bicycling. There's a great profile of him in the magazine by journalist Peter Flax, who wrote, Leo Rogers is a tall black man with long hair and one leg. I read that piece and watched videos of Leo's amazing bike handling skills and got in touch with him. We spoke at length earlier this week and I've got to thank Leo for his patience as we struggled with tech issues. I was on my laptop calling Leo on his smartphone and the cloud recording program I was going to use didn't work for Leo. So I had to Google an alternative, download it and learn about it on the fly. Uh, I heard a nasty echo when I spoke, but thought the new program would record my words, not what I was actually hearing in my headphones, which is what the the normal cloud recording program uh, that I used would have done. Uh, But that wasn't to be. So uh, unfortunately, much of my audio is uh, is unusable. So I've uh, cut uh, pretty much all of my live conversational audio and replaced it with uh, voiceovers. Uh, But you can still hear Leo fine. I started by asking Leo about two great films that have been made about him. Both are on YouTube, and I've embedded them on the-spokesmen.com. There's a film uh, by Bicycling, and that's on the Bicycling Story Online, and also one by the Gonzo Bike Cam filmmaker Lucas Brunel. That one's pure art, filmed over a number of months, and it's not for the faint-hearted. Take it away, Leo. Yeah, like he's uh, got a lot of footage of just me just like riding around. Uh, couldn't even tell you how many times I went to Miami just to kind of get some cool stuff and just happened to run into him. He was like, oh, OK, this guy's pretty cool. Like, yeah, we kind of hit it off from there. And, then, you know, during events and stuff like that, um, I would like hit him up. And I didn't think he was like, you know, such a fan of me. I was like, more of a fan of him. Like, oh, no, I'm, I'm coming to Orlando. I'm like. All right. I think he actually rode to Orlando and then they rolled back like this guy's nuts. (laughs) This guy's like crazy. I then asked Leo to describe all of his bikes. 
Um, so I guess I definitely have to start with um, a bike that I very first started with was my Redline. And then also have my, my Langster. That's what kind of got me started in uh, like track riding and stuff like that. But uh, now I have that set up with like a little cargo fork on it made by Crust. I deal for it. So it's pretty fun. It's kind of like my little laundry wagon. Um, then I also got my fair share of like uh, uh, track bikes and stuff. I got a, a Fuji Track Elite. It's kind of like my track bike. I got a um, Cosmic Stallion made by All City. It's kind of like my little daily kind of little crusher. Um, I got my crust bike, my Bombora. That's also pretty fun to ride. <laughs> um, and then I also have my tall bike, which is uh, two bikes into one. It's so fun. It's uh, two All City big blocks, um, same size, just stacked up. I got like some 32 knobbies on it, so it's pretty cool off-road. Yeah, it was uh, actually made on accident. <laughs> um, a buddy of mine, uh, we were supposed to do a race, so that that uh, that weekend, but um, just on one of the little casual rides we do every Tuesday, um, just did our little thing, and he had a little scooter. His bike was on the backside, and you know I had my crust bike, so we were going you know down the bridge, and you know we're riding back, you know it's another twenty five miles back home, so he has a scooter, so we're gonna draft him. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hold on to this scooter because uh, I need a break. <laughs> so I started skitching on the scooter. So I started like pedaling so I can like push him to kind of make his scooter go faster because I'm like tapping out. And I guess I might have gotten too close to his frame. And I like blew all the spokes out on the non-drive side. <laughs> just chain stays. And this was right before a grind zero. So I'm like, oh, forget my wheel. I got to buy. Are you a frame? Oh my gosh. So I ended up buying him another bike, buying that frame from him. And then there was another one he had sitting there like, yo, what are you going to do all these frames? They bent. Let me make a tall bike. He's like, huh? Oh yeah. You got a wheel? I'm like, yeah, I'll find somebody. So that's how it kind of all got started. Yeah. It's so fun. It's like, it always turns heads and I do enjoy riding because I can see stuff a lot more. Leo works in City Bike of Tampa. We've got a nice little local bike shop uh, in downtown Tampa, and we are with uh, steel frames, so like an all steel kind of shop. That's kind of what makes us pretty cool, and why we sell so many Surleys in all cities and stuff like that all the time. I then asked Leo about being black in what can be a very white activity. Um, it's funny. I don't see color. It's just, um, I see your bike. Um, we all have one purpose in life, you know, but at the same time, we all kind of want to do the same thing, and that's just gonna all go out and ride and have fun. I point out that in the videos, he's uh, demonstrating some pretty awesome bike riding skills. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to work it. There's a lot of two-legged people right here that are pretty fast, so they uh, help me go faster, for sure. So how does he adapt his bikes? Yeah, I just pretty much just snatch the whole left crank arm off, shave some weight, or if it's like a two-piece, then I'll just go to the bench and saw it off and go from there. And this is going to seem like an incredibly stupid question, uh, but are there any advantages to only having one leg as a cyclist? Uh, Yes, on left turns. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do. I will take a left turn sharp, like, <laughs> extra sharp. Like I want to like lay it down sharp. So mm-hmm. I, I will go into the left side a little harder than than the right. <laughs> I guess. And I mean, you, you you obviously saved some weight there as well, which is being flippant. Yeah, it's a few grams, but you know, I'm also working for two here. So mm-hmm. That's true. Was the playing field. And you're a bit more aero, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely get that little aerodynamic game. <laughs> so tell me about your crash, if you're okay. So that, that's how you lost your leg, and that was when you were about 22, yeah? Yes, sir. Uh, just once again, um, it wasn't bicycles. It was, you know, my life on motorcycles then. So just, you know, living, living life on the razor blade is what I called it back then. <laughs> just right on the edge. Young and crazy. Young and crazy, my young and dumb day. Normal day, just, you know, you're out there doing tricks. You know, you're popping a few willies here and there. And um, when I came down for one of my willies, I went into a tank slapper or a, a head shake is what they call it. And that's when your handlebars just start shaking. And you can't do nothing about it but just hold on. And um, it just started pulling me to the right, and I hit a guardrail, and I flipped into some water. And uh, that's where things changed. And you didn't know much about it at the time. No, I, I like literally like blacked out. Just don't remember nothing from what you know happened at the accident. People tell me about what happened, but mm. you know I don't remember. I'm kind of glad I don't. <laughs> it's probably a lot better for me. You know, from the stories that they told me, it it definitely comes back to like, okay, like it's starting to add up now. Okay, that that sounds about right. So it was definitely a game changer for sure. I mean, you're lucky to be alive. I mean, this is something that could have not just your leg, this could have been your life. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was pretty much pronounced dead on the scene. So uh, just to be saved and brought back like that is uh, it's, uh, you know, a blessing for sure. So I feel like I have a purpose and a goal here on life just because, you know, uh, I almost didn't have a life. And that's, I mean, that... that the crash happened when you're on two wheels, well, kind of one wheel because you're pulling a wheelie, but you'd think that would put you off two wheels for life, well, you, yet you got back on a bicycle. Yeah, I just went from the fast lane and just went to the bike lane. So, uh, BMX, you were a BMXer before, so when you were a kid, basically. Yeah, that was like my lifestyle, like that was my very first bike I ever built was a uh a BMX bike, you know, just like every other kid. You know, I probably had some bike just frames sitting in the closet. And that's where it kind of started from. And it was a, a blue GT, and um, it only had a front brake on it. So I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to ride it out. And that's how I learned how to do, like, nose manuals and stuff like that. And, you know, learning how to do wheelies with no rear brake. <laughs> so it got pretty reckless. And we'll leave reckless Leo there for a minute and we'll go over to my co-host David for a quick commercial break. Hey, Carlton, thanks so much. And it's it's always my pleasure to talk about our advertiser. This is a longtime loyal advertiser. You all know who I'm talking about. It's Jensen USA at JensenUSA.com slash the spokesman. I've been telling you for years now, years, that Jensen is the place where you can get a great selection of every kind of product that you need for your cycling lifestyle at amazing prices. And what really sets them apart, because of course there's lots of online retailers out there, but what really sets them apart is their 
unbelievable support. When you call and you've got a question about something, you'll end up talking to one of their gear advisors. And these are cyclists. I've been there. I've seen it. These are folks who who ride their bikes to and from work. These are folks who ride at lunch, who go out on group rides after work because they just enjoy cycling so much. Uh, and And so you know that when you call, you'll be talking to somebody who has knowledge of the products that you're calling about. If you're looking for a new bike, whether it's a mountain bike, a road bike, a gravel bike, a fat bike, what are you looking for? Go ahead and check them out. Jensen USA, they are the place where you will find everything you need for your cycling lifestyle. It's jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. We thank them so much for their support and we thank you for supporting Jensen USA. All right, Carlton, let's get back to the show. Thanks, David. And uh, we're back with Leo Rogers, who I noticed in the videos used his bicycle instead of crutches and instead of a wheelchair. So the bicycle, I asked him, is a tool of liberation? Yeah, like that's that's my everything. That's literally what I use. That's the reason why I don't wear a prosthetic. You know, I have crutches like at my mom's house, my dad's house, at work. So it kind of makes it easier for me to just ride there. And then just grab my crutches, mm-hmm. spread a bunch of crutches out in the whole Bay Area <laughs> on the places I go to the most and um, s- starts and begins. As long as I can get some crutches there, I'm, I'm good. Leo can often be seen riding from St. Petersburg to Tampa. And he has been once or twice uh, spotted on an interstate freeway bridge, which he really shouldn't ride on. It kind of started for me like riding it back and forth from St. Pete to Tampa, which is oh, about 23 miles, 24 miles one way. So I, I, they would always see me on the on this bridge. It's about a good like five mile long bridge. And it just kind of started from there. Like, yeah, I just seen this dude with one leg riding a bicycle across Gandhi. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like people would call me and like hear these stories like, yo, was that you on the bridge? Like, yeah, I was going to work. Man, somebody just called in the radio station and they were giving you a shout out. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then there's some that it was like bumper to bumper traffic on the interstate. You can't even, you're not even supposed to ride your bike on the bridge or on this particular bridge. But I thought I could, you know, save myself some time, catch an Uber. But no, it was just traffic. I'm like, you know what? Just let me out right here. Like, I'll just ride. <laughs> and that probably had to be one of the best rides I did on a on that bridge because like to ride that particular bridge you you can get a ticket <laughs> so it was just kind of cool living like that had that little rush going I definitely found me a a, a nice FedEx truck to hold on to so I can hurry <laughs> and get across <laughs> but uh hey I made it <laughs> it was awesome Peter Flax in his bicycling article says you can't miss Leo he's pretty distinctive black one leg, fast. And I asked Leo if being distinctive helps on the road. I 100% believe that helps. Because, <laughs> cause they, you know, they normally see somebody with two legs pedaling versus one leg. And they're trying to figure out, like, what is that up ahead? Is that somebody with one leg pedaling? Like, oh, wow. And, you know, you just never forget that. And then they may be a cyclist and they might happen to... You know, coming to the same shop I work at, and like, I mean, just hit me with that same thing. Hey, are you that guy that rides across the bridge on a mm-hmm. bicycle? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm, yeah, I'm heading to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, man, 
dude, you're crazy. I'm like, well, not really. I got to get to work, man. I got bills to pay. <laughs> so, you know, as soon as I give me a good little morning ride in, it does get a little uh, overwhelming a lot of times because it's just such a long ride. I'm like, I'm burnt out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this, this is rest week right here. But I enjoy it, man. It's just, just you're free. You get to see the, the fishes jumping, the stingray, <laughs> school just floating around. As you've by now gathered, Leo is a bicycle evangelist. He spreads the good news about cycling through the community to everybody, but especially to people of colour and to people with adaptive challenges. Just from me doing these different little rides and they see me and stuff like that, um, I like doing these things called the hood, my little hood stroll, where we just ride through, you know, this the most predominantly black neighbourhoods. And it's it's crazy. Um, it's just, it's really weird. Like in the more nicer areas, it's almost like you get the, the, the weird looks, but when you ride through a more, um, in a more predominantly black area, it's almost like a parade. They cheering you on, they cheering mm-hmm. you on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the riders are like, man, we just came to that neighborhood. I was scared, but next thing you know, they were cheering us on. Like we were <laughs> like in the Macy's parade for a second. Yo, like, what was that? Like, hey, that's what they do, man. They love seeing this shit. They <laughs> like that shit. They, they want to see that. So I love it, man. It's, that's kind of like my main thing I enjoy doing. Uh, it's just doing my little hood stroll, rolling on around through there and uh, just hanging out, man, because it's, it's, it's oddly enough, but they, they, they love it. They embrace it. They enjoy seeing it. It's like you see little kids try to, they see it, they try to race up with you and ride, 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 and then they pull back off. So, it's, you know, it's kind of cool. Leo has three kids, two boys, and a girl, 15, 11, and five. And who rides out of them, I asked. All of them. All cool, of them ride bikes. Cool. They all have their own bikes that I'm pretty sure I gave them. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, my oldest, he's 15, and he's like my height. So Ooh. I was like... Ooh. So he was literally riding my red line, which was, you know, my very first bike. Mm-hmm. So he's doing wheelies and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I like that. So just like over a month, I'm like, wow, bro, you are my height. Like, you need to give me this bicycle back so I can give you a bigger bike because this is too small. So right, yeah, right now my little girl's riding my red line. So it just keeps getting passed down. Now, as we've heard, Leo was pretty reckless in his youth on a bike. So what does he tell his kid? Does he kind of dial some of that back? I can't take the the fun side out of it because that's usually, you know, what happens when you have fun. There will be some kind of fall or something. So that's kind of comes with the nature of uh, kind of riding like that. But I make sure we're in an area to where it's kind of enclosed and you can kind of just turn yourself loose. That's something I, uh, I kind of stick with. Um, definitely group rides help out a lot with them. They kind of learn, you know, about riding with a group and learning like, you know, this abandoned laws, this lights and stuff like that. So definitely group rides is kind of like the biggest connection that I have with them just because they feel like, oh, you know, these are my friends too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I get to bring mm-hmm. my friends and you know, we're actually hanging out with adults. We're actually hanging out like, uh, hanging out like the adults. So you can like see them kind of, you know, feeling like they're grown in the sense. So, you know, they get their little their fair share of uh, hanging out for sure and learning uh, about rules of the road and just being you, just, just being a normal individual. 
So I think my son, he's the youngest one that's like in the group. He's like five. But uh, I had to change his gearing up so he can keep up. And I think that was the biggest mistake because now he's like flying past me. <laughs> and I got like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, OK, we got to go. <laughs> and you can just see like everybody in the back trying to like sprint to try to catch up to him because he's moving. I'm like, I don't know if that was a mistake. <laughs> like He's like killing it right now. Like He's going to be a beast when he gets in a few more years older. Leo has a connection to England, actually, in that he uh, rides for a Brooks-sponsored team. I know Brooks is Italian, but anyway, we'll go with England. That, that would be uh, Team Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. right for Team Brooks. We all have our crest bikes. That is super awesome. Um, I love mine. Yeah, I, I literally do everything on that bike. I got a little rack. I've I done grocery shopping. I've done all kinds of stuff, and it, and it looks good. And uh, we just do some of the, the most, I guess, craziest gravel rides. And my, my guy, uh, Ocho Romance, he's, uh, he's holding it down for us. He's keeping us intact and keeping us looking good and rolling, rolling nice. The Ultra Romance mentioned back there is Ronnie Romance, or Benedict Wheeler, an adventure rider with a full beard and 104,000 Instagram followers. He hooked up with Leo at the Grinduro Gravel Race in California's northern Sierra Mountains. In the rush to prepare for the event, Leo had switched pedals. He usually rides with look cleats, but he developed a hotspot on his foot with all his power going to just one foot and one tiny egg beater pedal for 200 miles of dirt and heat. Oh, yeah, that was uh, quite the experience. Um, never done nothing like that in my life. Um, like I said, I was a track guy. I was at Velodrome stuff, fixed gear stuff. And to be invited on a team that, you know, is fit to do the Dirty Kansas, which is probably the, the premier gravel ride, I'm like, that's, that's, you know, a bucket list thing. I'm like, I can't say no to that. But I had to ask, like, how did I get picked? Like, I'm from Florida. <laughs> like, there is no hills here, my man. Like, like, how did I even get mentioned? He was like, you know, the people from Brooks, they they put you out there. I'm like, man, it's like an honor. And um, that ride was, like, just amazing. Like, I, even though it was so painful, just, just horrible, um, just all kinds of emotions. I was just, like, just depleted of everything. But uh, it was uh, something I don't regret. Like I, I remember every single moment. <laughs> that's how bad it was. <laughs> oh, my God, that's how bad it was. Like I had like literally some tequila in my bag that I was going to save to the end of the race. And that was what saved me throughout the race. <laughs> tequila and candy. I was like, I was just out of it. I was like, I need something. I need a soda. I need a beer. I need snacks. I need something. Mm-hmm. And that was literally how I like got through. For the whole of that gory story, it also includes some CBD sweets, whatever they are, uh, you've got to go to the uh, the long read article about Leo on bicycling.com. If you go searching, his last name is Rogers with a D. Uh, to wrap up the call, I asked Leo where folks can find him on the internet. Uh, Instagram will be uh, Slim One One Thousand. It's S L I M O N E One Thousand, and I also have like a web page, um, LeoRogers.com. 
Uh, I'm starting to trying to do a um, like a, a found like a foundation or something to where I can like start giving back. So I'm trying to start like a little Leo Rogers Foundation to where I can you know get some funding. To, you know I want to get people on bikes. You know I want to get kids on bikes. Thanks to Leo Rogers there, and thanks also to Peter Flax for hooking us up. This has been episode 247 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast catcher. Show notes and more can be found at the-spokesman.com. This episode sure had its technical challenges, but I hope those few bits of echo I left in didn't spoil your enjoyment. There's more engineering needed to rescue the audio of Chris Boardman, Rachel Aldred and Superintendent Andy Cox that I've been promising you for a couple of episodes. Meanwhile, get out there and ride. Okay, Leo, we could talk for three hours here and then nothing might actually happen because I've got no idea if this is even recording because, I mean, there's a red button there. Recordings are held in your browser until you use the save button. (laughs) Be sure to familiarise yourself before using, before an important recording. Yeah, great. Um, Leo, should we just go for it? Let's shoot for it. Okay. Let, let's see what happens. And if, if, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just do it again. Well, that's very kind of you. And very kind of you also to, to join me today. So thank you. Yeah.